0: Hello, and welcome to an author debriefing from the International Spy Museum. I'm Mark Stout, the museum's historian. Here at the museum, we get the most interesting authors, including journalists, scholars, former spies, and intelligence officers coming in to speak with our visitors and answer questions about their latest works dealing with espionage, intelligence, and other national security issues. Please join me in listening to another of our selected hour-long author debriefings. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the International Spy Museum. Uh, I'm Mark Stout, the historian here, and I'm very pleased today to announce that we have speaking Randall B. Woods, who's the John A. Cooper Distinguished Professor of History at the University of Arkansas. Uh, he's not only a professor there at Arkansas, but previously, if I understand correctly, has been the Dean of Arts and Sciences as well. So congratulations on getting back into actually doing <laughs> real academic work. Uh, uh, Professor Woods has published uh, numerous books, including Fulbright, a biography, which came out in 1995 and which was nominated both for the Pulitzer Prize and also the National Book Award, and which won the Farrell and Ledbetter Prizes. Most, uh, More recently, he's the author in 2006 of LBJ, Architect of American Ambition. Um, and, uh, but today we're here to talk about his latest book, just out on April 9th, I believe, Shadow Warrior, William Egan Colby and the CIA. Now, William Colby is one of several CIA directors. Uh, The last was William Casey, of course, who were OSS veterans. Uh, But despite coming from the OSS, from that very core of the CIA tradition and of CIA mythology, if you will, uh, Colby is also one of the more controversial figures in CIA history. Uh, many people in the agency and the agency and in the intelligence world love him, and many others loathed him. So this is the contradiction, I think, at the core of uh, Randall Wood's book. So to elucidate this further, let's hear from the author himself. Ladies and gentlemen, Randall Woods.
1: Uh, thank you. I'm delighted to uh, to be here at the uh, very heart of uh, spookdom uh, and, uh, and the spy, the spy Museum, uh, what a great place for. Uh, uh, a little talk on Bill Colby. Although Bill Colby um, wasn't really a spy, uh, he did a little, a little traditional uh, espionage work and, and ran some agents when he was uh, uh, in Scandinavia uh, in the early part of the Cold War. Uh, and he was in Italy in the nineteen fifties, but specialized there in uh, uh, in political warfare. Um, but uh, Bill Colby, uh, as you probably know, is most closely associated with covert operations, psychological warfare, political warfare, counterinsurgency, and uh, pacification. Um, that was um, a, a function of the fact that uh, uh, the, uh, that he was uh, a, a certified uh, uh, commando hero during World War II. He was a Jedburgh. Uh, uh joined the OSS in 1943 and in, 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 um, in 1944 dropped behind uh, enemy lines in, in, in uh, France and uh, helped uh, raise the uh, Maquis, uh, the resistance, uh, which helped uh, facilitate George Patton's sweep across uh, southern France. And then dropped uh, uh, into Norway and uh, uh, with uh, uh, his commando team uh, blew up uh, two bridges which helped keep... Uh, 140,000 German troops bottled up in uh, Norway where they were unable to reach uh, Germany for the last uh, fight. Uh, I think, uh, well, I, he's quite explicit about the fact that, um, that his experiences as uh, an OSS commando uh, created in him a, an appreciation, even a love for, uh, for covert operations, for uh, secret armies, for nation building. Uh, for what came to be known as counterinsurgency and pacification. But uh, the roots went back uh, further than that. Colby's father, uh, Elbridge, was a career Army but also had a PhD in uh, literature. And uh, Elbridge was a a, a sixth-generation New Englander he and Bill Colby was an only only son, and, and uh, when they weren't on some army base, they they lived in New England in, in and around Vermont. And Elbridge was a a, um, a, a great student of guerrilla warfare during the French and Indian War and during the Revolutionary War, uh, particularly of uh, the uh, uh, Rogers Rangers, uh, which was a um, which was a colonial guerrilla force which fought uh, with the uh, English during the French and Indian War. Uh, and uh, as an only child, Bill spent a lot of time with his father, a great deal of time with his father, and uh, I think absorbed uh, some of his fascination. that He got some of his fascination with unconventional warfare uh, uh, through through his father's interest, uh, which were reinforced by his uh, OSS experience. Uh, Colby was... Uh, A Princeton uh, graduate, although um, instead of belonging to an eating club at Princeton, in one of the eating clubs at Princeton, he waited tables uh, at eating clubs at Princeton. He was uh, his uh, college activities had more to do with uh, becoming uh, commander of the ROTC and serving as an altar boy in the Catholic Church. There, he his family both his parents. uh, His mother was uh, an Irish Catholic. His father was uh, converted to Catholicism when. He was in college. Colby um, enlisted uh, in the, uh, after the war, began OSS, came back uh, after the war, and uh, graduated from Columbia Law School, practiced labor law. Uh, he was a New Deal liberal uh, uh, and uh, 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 practiced law. Ironically, uh, he was a, uh, mem- became a member of uh, William Donovan's law firm uh in, in New York, Donovan, a, a, a lifelong Republican, as were most of his partners, but he believed in um, political diversity and so uh, hired Bill Colby. And, and Colby was uh, uh, very proud of the fact that he was uh, one of Donovan's protégés. Um, Colby became uh, bored with the prospect of, uh, earning a great deal of money uh, as a corporate lawyer, uh, and when the uh, CIA approached him in 1950, he uh, he readily joined. Uh, Colby was one of those uh, folks who uh, readily made the um, psychological uh, transition, the uh, from from viewing uh, Hitler and, and and National Socialism. Uh, as, uh, are viewing uh, Stalinism and, 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 and Soviet Communism as a threat to national security and, and democracy and, 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 uh, 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 and liberalism as great a threat as, as Hitler and National Socialism. Uh, there was never any, I don't think, any second-guessing about his, um, his commitment uh, to being a cold warrior. But uh, he believed that uh, he believed that the conflict between uh, liberal capitalism and, uh, and and Stalinism, Soviet communism, was a conflict that was going to be f- uh, fought out uh, in uh, the halls of power and the countrysides of the world, uh, not simply a matter of uh, uh, of, of, ar- of treaties and arsenals and uh, and armed confrontation. From the very uh, uh, now, he he, his first assignment was in Scandinavia. Um, uh, Actually, he thought he would be assigned to uh, Asia, because when uh, he lived, uh, Bill Colby lived with his family, and since in China between nineteen twenty nine and nineteen thirty two, his father was assigned there with the fifteenth rifles. Uh, Bill uh, spent uh, the years between the time he was ten and twelve in in, in, in this very cosmopolitan uh, Europe, uh, international concession in sinsin and uh, he learned uh, some Chinese at that point he listed his his oss records list Chinese as one of his languages i 'm not so sure about that, but uh, uh, he had some 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 language, but but he had some experience there, and and uh, he thought he would be assigned to China, but he was because of his uh, because of his commando experience in Norway. He was assigned to Scandinavia, and there he was uh, involved with creating stay behind units uh, in anticipation of a Soviet uh, conquest of Scandinavia. Uh, the CIA uh, created. Uh, 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 would-be guerrilla operations, uh, espionage operations, uh, complete with arms catches. Uh, and uh, he ran some agents into, uh, dropped some agents into occupied Eastern Europe uh, with uh, disastrous uh, results. Um, uh, he uh, was assigned to uh, Scandinavia, as you know, was on the periphery really of the Cold War. The, the real center of action was Berlin, and the closer you could get to Berlin, uh, the, the hotter the, the you know the, the more the action. So he was assigned. To, he was glad to be assigned to the Rome station uh, and, and served there. I think from uh, 50, 52 to 58, 53 to 58. He um, especially there was was political action. Uh, he and Thomas McCoy uh, <laughs> spent a great deal of time funneling uh, large sums of money to the Christian Democrats and to uh, and to uh, other anti communist factions there. It, probably the most important in, in terms of biography, the most important aspect of, of his time there was he became um, involved in a, 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 a although they were rumored to have had an affair. Uh, The ambassador was Claire Booth Luce, uh, the wife of Henry Luce, uh, um, staunch Republican, conservative. Um, In the struggle for for control of Italian politics, Colby uh, and his supporters wanted to make an opening to the left. They wanted to see an alliance created between the Christian Democrats and the Socialists to split the Socialists off from the Communists. Luce and um, John Foster Dulles, other 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 folks there, uh, James Angleton, who was in, involved in Italy at that point, were absolutely opposed to that. They'd rather make an alliance with the monarchists uh, and and with uh, radical anti-communists within the Vatican. Uh, and uh, the, the this was a this was a this was a reflection of a much more important debate that was going on. Uh, within the Eisenhower administration, and it would continue into the into the, into the Kennedy administration. Uh, but Colby clearly, um, uh, and, and it, that's significant because it, it points to the fact that that, uh, that 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 Colby didn't really have an ideological edge, despite the fact that he was willing to sacrifice everything um, in the international struggle against uh, against communism. It 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 had to do more with security and and. Uh, and anti totalitarianism rather than uh, rather than uh, so- so socioeconomics um, he wasn't particularly concerned about marxism leninism uh, he was concerned about uh, stalinism and totalitarianism and police states and that sort of thing uh, which put him at somewhat at odds with uh, again with uh, uh, with, uh, with, the, with the, the the hardcore right wing uh, and uh, you see in Italy, the beginning of the, 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 the lifelong conflict and rivalry between James Jesus Angleton, uh, espionage, uh, counterespionage, a hardline, ideological anti-communist, and Colby, much more pragmatic, uh, much more politically liberal, um, and, and uh, uh, two different uh, political philosophies. Uh, Colby uh, appreciated espionage and counter-espionage. But uh, he believed that the CIA ought to um, pay at least equal attention to uh, psychological warfare, to uh, political conflict, and and in uh, in areas like um, Laos and Vietnam, uh, counterinsurgency and pacification. Uh, in 1959, he finally got his wish to go to Asia, and he was assigned. He was assistant uh, station chief in Saigon. Became assistant sta- cha- station chief in Saigon in 1959. Quickly, and, and by 1960, he was station chief. He became uh, really an intimate of uh, the uh, No brothers, uh, No Din Nim, and No Din New. Particularly New, he found New fascinating, um, an intellectual. Um, uh, uh, Zim, much, much more rigid, much more um, otherworldly. But, but, uh, but he believed uh, and he remained committed to these two men. He thought, and of course they were all Catholics, uh, which didn't hurt. But uh, he believed that uh, they were probably Viet, South Vietnam's best chance for uh, creating a viable society that was capable of standing on its own two feet and resisting communism. Uh, and uh, he, after they were set, assa- he was much opposed to the coup that overthrew them, uh, and he lamented the the, the, the fact that uh, there would never be another civilian regime in South Vietnam. He saw the uh, he saw you know the militarization of South Vietnamese politics as a as a disaster. Um, he while he was in while he was station chief, he he did a number of things, but he's best known for. Uh, creating a um, counterinsurgency and pacification program among the Montagnards, the mountain people, uh, specifically one one of the many tribes, the Rade, there. Um, and uh, his idea was that the the Rade were were being har- harassed by both the South Vietnamese and by the uh, by, by the uh, by the Viet Cong, by the Vietnamese communists. Um, uh, Colby uh, and, and his team there uh, began to organize the villagers, uh, and with the permission of the South reluctant permission of the South Vietnamese government to arm them, So, in the belief that uh, if these people could uh, be enabled to arm themselves and defend their families in their own villages, uh, this would have security benefits but also give them a sense of community. Uh, a sense of of of, of self-control, self-direction, uh, which he believed was the key to creating a South Vietnam that could successfully fend off communism. Uh, now, a- he uh, after he he after he left uh, and to come back to the states in '62, the 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 program that he had created uh, with the Rade uh, called uh, Civilian Defense Irregular Group, became the basis for Strategic Hamlets, uh, which have gotten very mixed reviews among historians. Uh, but uh, Strategic Hamlets be, weren't being run by the CIA and by Bill Colby. They were being run by the No Brothers and uh, by the South Vietnamese uh, uh, Intelligence Service, uh, who, who viewed the Rade and other tribes as savages. Um, so it was a much different, uh, different operation. Um, but between 62 and 68, Bill Colby was head of the Far East Division uh, in, in, in the operations uh, department in the CIA. And he continued to oversee what was going on in Vietnam, but, but famously also was the architect of the secret war in Laos, uh, in which CIA operatives um, created uh, what is supposed to be the largest clandestine army in modern history. Uh, they armed and trained uh, uh, eventually it began with some nine thousand Hmong tribesmen uh, wound up uh, about uh, nearly sixty thousand. and the Hmong uh, were armed and supplied by Air America, trained by uh, CIA folks. Um, uh, they lived uh, in villages four, thousand feet above, and uh, they, they would raid and harass the VC. Uh, interdict the uh, traffic on the, the increasing volume of traffic on the uh, Ho Chi Minh trail colby thought that the secret war in laos was the model for combating communism in the third world he was absolutely opposed to the escalation of the war in vietnam i shouldn't say that i mean he understood that 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 uh, that if if the U.S. had not stepped in uh, and, and escalated, uh, intervened in 64 and 65, uh, that Vietnam, South Vietnam would have fallen to the communists. Uh, once uh, NVA troops began coming down the Ho Chi Minh Trail in April of 1964, it changed everything. Uh, I talked to CIA people there, other people. They were already requesting new assignments. Uh, South Vietnam was gone. He understood the necessity. But he believed that the U.S. militarily should have just gotten South Vietnam on its feet and then gotten out. But the, 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 all of the, the search and destroy, the, the massive sweep movements, uh, the free fire zones, um, he, he believed uh, were creating, they were counterproductive. Um, that they they, they, in the end you might be killing communists, but you're creating more, such chaos and havoc, you were creating more recruits for the enemy than you were Killing them, he believed that the way to fight communism in the uh, developing world was uh, was uh, the model in Laos, uh, in which the U.S. had a very light footprint, very light hand. And you empower the locals. If that's if you can't empower them, if they can't defend themselves, if they're not willing to defend themselves, what the hell are you going to do anyway? I mean, the only alternative is to is to annex the country and uh, the imperialism was a was a formal imperialism was was it was dying was a dying phenomenon at that point and the US wouldn't wouldn't stand for that uh, there were people on the ground in vietnam that, that colby knew, uh john paul van um a man named uh, Everett Bumgardner, um and and other people in and out of the cia it's it's, it's hard to tell you know the cia have people who <laughs> who are CIA officers and then they have case people so they temporarily assigned to them and uh, so it's difficult to tell but there were a community of folks who were interested in in in, in saving South Vietnam Vietnam from communism who were uh, active in 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 Vietnam and in Washington trying to persuade Lyndon Johnson to 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 change the focus of the conflict in South Vietnam and they began to win him over in 1966. Um, in 1967, he named a former CIA a man uh, 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 who, who was attached to the National Security Council, man named William Comer, uh, Bob Comer, to create a, 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 a counterinsurgency and pacification organization. Um, that organization became CORDS, which was the, the, the overarching Counterinsurgency, pacif- American pacification operation in Vietnam, uh, uh, from uh, late 67 until uh, until the end of 1972. Um, in 1968, uh, Colby, right after right right after Tet began, Colby w- went to Vietnam, and within six months he became head of, of Cords. Uh, Cords was um, uh, something that. As I as I told some of my, my colleagues, has not gotten much attention from historians. Uh, most historians are very anti anti Vietnam, opposed to the war. Like like so many people, they for them the war ended in 1968 with Tet, um, but uh, we were there uh, for four more years, and counterinsurgency pacification and didn't really get started in, in, in ser- seriously until 1968. Uh, and uh, it, it, the, 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 the two building blocks. There was, a, there was a Vietnam training center in Washington and one in Vung Tau in, in Vietnam. Uh, in, in, in Washington, uh, the, 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 this training facility began turning out CIA people, Foreign Service people, USIS people who could speak Vietnamese. Uh, when, when Colby first went to Vietnam, there were probably 25 Americans who sp- could speak Vietnamese. Americans who went to Vietnam spoke French, the language of the French oppressors, not, not particularly helpful. Uh, the, 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 by 19, late 1969, there were 1,600 Americans spread out through the villages and hamlets of South Vietnam who could speak Vietnamese. Some of them were CIA, some of them were uh, regular military officers, some of them were Foreign Service officers. Um, the Cords was a, an organization uh, unique in American history in that uh, it included uh, military personnel who supervised civilians and civilians who supervised military personnel, it was Colby's dream uh, of, 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 a, of a of a of an organization that could deal with the communist insurgency uh, at every level, for every level, from from propaganda to ideology to small unit combat uh, to, to building hospitals and schools. Um, and um, the, of course, the, the most uh, notorious, if you use the, that, would be the term to be used at the time, uh, aspect of, 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 of cords was the Phoenix program. Uh, the, uh, among other things, uh, the cords uh, uh, used CIA people and SEALs to train uh, 59-man teams uh, called Provincial Reconnaissance Units. CIA is a great uh, talent for creating names which you can't remember uh, because they have no meaning. Uh, They're just words. Uh, But it's the hardest thing about dealing with this. Uh, But uh, Provincial Reconnaissance Units. But uh, these were counter-terror teams which which, uh, using uh, uh, American intelligence uh, lists going back to Lansdale that, that, that gathered on suspected communists. But the uh, communist cadre, these were people who were both military and civilian operatives uh, who were at the cutting edge of recruiting communists uh, and, and, and creating insecurity in the countryside. And by... Uh, by, the, by, by, by North Vietnam, by, by the account of the, the official army account of the war, the North Vietnamese army account, uh, the, the Phoenix was responsible for liquidating and killing some 20,000 uh, VC operatives. Uh, it became infamous uh, in the United States uh, after set ni- 1970, uh, with the anti- anti-war movement in full swing. Uh, the CIA uh, uh, really became um, in, in the minds of those who were opposed to the war the, the tip of the I, the evil empire, the, the cutting, the entering wedge of, of everything that was wrong about American foreign policy and American and, and the Phoenix program, uh, which was labeled uh, uh, after hearings by the, the the by the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, my old uh, subject, Bill Fulbright, uh, as, as a as a as a program of assassination. Uh, Colby had to come back and testify. Uh, he denied that this was a program of assassination. I don't know why the hell he bothered to deny there Was of course it was a program of assassination. The 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 the, 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 the Viet Cong had a had a terror uh, uh, component called the Banan Nin, Ninh. Uh, some uh, 23,000 cadre that were that were committed to doing that. Uh, their sole object was to assassinate uh, uh, South Vietnamese village leaders, kill their families, blow up their houses. Uh, the term assassination in warfare seems to me to be absurd, uh, but whatever it, it became, and, and, and of course the CIA from that point on would be plagued by the term assassination. It would live with that term. It would have to have to defend itself against that, that term. I think Colby probably made a mistake. I think he was trying to be politically astute, but I think he probably made a mistake by 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 not challenging uh Fulbright and other other war folks on that uh, on that directly. At any rate, uh, Cords was a success. Um, there were still massive pockets of communist influence, particularly in the Delta and along the uh, along the, the the countryside. I mean communism wasn't dead, but uh, but in terms of, uh, of, of, of 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 creating stability and a degree of prosperity, and large tracts of South Vietnam cards was a success, but South Vietnam was a failure uh, the, the, the The revolution that that, that, that the, the the cards people were trying were, were bringing about in the countryside never made contact with the military government in Saigon, which was venal, corrupt, uh, and it actually viewed what Colby and his people were doing as subversive because they were creating uh, a sense of self-determination, uh, they were arming villages to defend themselves, uh, villages which elected their own representatives. This, the regime in Saigon was a semi-fascist totalitarian regime. And so what Colby and these people were doing, uh, at the same time they were fighting communists in the countryside, they were also uh, 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 potentially subverting the regime in, 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 in Saigon. And finally, and one of the reasons, and, and finally, uh, um, uh, when Van Tu um, called a halt, and uh, by 1969-70, uh, Mr. Kissinger and Mr. Nixon had decided that we needed to get out of Vietnam, and so they began to shut down the uh, and to uh, and, and began to instruct personnel there to uh, stay away from anti-corruption campaigns, to stop uh, promoting. Economic and social justice in the countryside—it was subversive, uh, and uh, um, you could see the beginning of the end. Uh, that uh, could never do anything about the, about the, the venal and corrupt government in South in, in, in Saigon. Couldn't really do anything about the 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 increasing strength of the anti-war movement at home. Colby came home in '72. Um, his 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 uh, oldest daughter was seriously ill. He didn't want to come home, but um, uh, and she 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 died uh, uh, in '73. Colby, um, I suppose, never left the CIA uh, uh, really. And uh, one, the only the only reason the CIA agreed to the creation of cards was if Colby would be head of it, because there was too much overlap, too much to, operations to be felt too threatened by that, uh, and and so. But when he came back, he didn't have a job. Uh, he was uh, comptroller general uh, for a couple of years, uh, and and uh, uh, the, but I, but then when um, uh, he wanted to be head of operations, and when when uh, Jim Schlesinger became uh, DCI, uh, uh, Colby helped right him, and 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 he was made a director of operations. Um, and Colby succeeded uh, Schlesinger uh, as, as 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 DCI. Colby, um, you know, I don't think that most Colby had no political constituency. He was career CIA, and and and, and I, I'm not a member of the CIA, or a member of that culture. But uh, my understanding is that most people in that position never really dream of becoming DCI. That, that's not uh, – that, that they, they, they you know, you think about what you would do if you were DCI, what the DCI ought to do, but, but it's very unusual for that to happen. I mean, Colby just wasn't that significant a figure. Uh, some question about why Kissinger and Nixon appointed him. They appointed him, I think, because he did not have a political constituency by that time, Uh, Nixon um, and Kissinger didn't trust the. They didn't trust anybody, but they didn't trust the CIA. Uh, They'd begun to attack its analytical division because of the analytical division was increasingly critical of the strategy we were pursuing in Vietnam. They wanted everybody in the CIA to be good soldiers. They didn't want any independent uh, advice. They wanted the CIA to shut up and do what it was told. Uh, And they thought Bill Colby would be a good soldier. Uh, he didn't have a political constituency. Nobody in Congress he could go to, so he seemed to be the perfect kind of pawn, tool. Uh, and Kobe would have been willing to do that. Uh, I, he he wasn't interested in 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 the broader political world that most DCIs operated in. He wanted to create a better agency. He wanted to create a more effective uh, intelligence agency. Uh, he also, at the same time, wanted to de. He, he thought by that time, Jim Angleton. And, and 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 counterintelligence were out of control. Uh, I mean, this this paranoia, the 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 mole search. Uh, you know, every agent in the CIA in the field was conti- under continuous investigation by Angleton's office. And uh, and Colby thought it, it was it was completely subverting the work of the uh, Soviet and East European division, because these people were having to spend most of their time defending themselves. Against uh, accusations, uh, explicit or implicit, by CIA that they were spies, and uh, so he, he he wanted to rein Angleton in, control that, uh, and 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 he was interested in 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 the new new technological breakthroughs in espionage, satellite uh, uh, espionage. Uh, still interested in in counterinsurgency and pacification, though. Still a, a covert operative uh, at the core. But uh, his tenure as DCI would be consumed with the family jewels. And uh, it's a long, convoluted story. Uh, but uh, um, the, the... the Now, one of the problems... <laughs> one of Colby's problems was that when he was... Then he then worked for Helms and Schlesinger. Nixon and Kissinger had told them to cut the CIA by, a, a, you know, up to 20%. And Colby was the guy that was assigned... To fire people, and uh, so and under Colby and Schlesinger, there's a large number of people had been fired. Well, um, it kind of brings people's loyalty into question when they're abused like that. So there was a gathering storm. Um, the 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 the, uh, the 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 press view, more than happy to make. The CIA, the scapegoat, the whipping boy for Vietnam and everything that was wrong with American foreign policy. Beginning to focus on the CIA as the evil empire, you've got people who've been abused under uh, Helms and Schlesinger, who are willing to talk, uh, and uh, you've got uh, Cy Hirsch, uh, a uh, sort of, um, you know, super. Uh, investigative journalist in, in the best and worst sense of that word, and what you what you had then is a perfect storm, uh, and, and the emergence of the so-called Family Jewels crisis. Uh, secrets began to to, to leak. Uh, the press about uh, plots to assassinate Castro, the mongoose uh, assassinate um, uh, Trujillo in the Dominican Republic, uh, 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 figures in the Congo. Um, Stories about, um, um, well, Phoenix was included as part of that. Here's a massive assassination program. Uh, The news uh, about the CIA penetration of uh, the National Student Association. Um, Now, at the same time this was going on, Watergate's coming out, and uh, the Nixon White House is trying to blame the CIA for Watergate. When the CIA refused to accede to White House demands that it tell the FBI to stop investigating the Watergate because it was a threat to national security, the Nixon White House responded by trying to blame the CIA for Watergate. So you've got Colby's dealing, he's heading an agency which is under attack from the press, it's it's being investigated by Congress and it's being subverted uh, by the White House. And so uh, as the secrets are coming out, Congre- Congress is investigating. Uh, Colby expected to be consulted by Kissinger and, and, and Ford by this time uh, on how to deal with the matter. He was He was totally shut out. At that point, he realized that he was going to have to do whatever he thought was best. Now, Bill Colby was trained as a constitutional lawyer, uh, and, 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 and what he did between 75 and 76 was cooperate with Congress. He provided it with what inform- whatever information he could on past CIA activities uh, as long as it didn't involve uh, methods and sources, people and specific details about operations. Uh, that's what created the the split within the CIA then and now. Uh, you know Helms and other people, Angleton, whom Colby managed to fire, uh, believed that espionage was espionage, that you, the secrecy was secrecy. We didn't have a a, a a public secrets act like 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 the British, but we should have. I mean, if you don't have secrecy, if you don't have absolutely absolute secrecy, how are other intelligence units going to trust you? How, how can you operate? Colby believed, he understood that, he understood that, but he believed that in that climate, if he was not forthcoming to a certain extent, the Congress might very well have done away with the CIA, and there was certainly talk about that. So in his mind, he was, maybe it was self-serving, he was compromising in order to save an agency which he had devoted his life to, in which he... Uh, loved and respected. Uh, some some agreed that that was um, necessary, and some agreed that it wasn't. Uh, among those who d- uh, thought that it wasn't were, were Henry Kissinger and Gerald Ford. And uh, Bill Colby was fired in 1976 and was replaced by George H. W. Bush. But let me stop there and see if you have any questions, comments, accusations, denunciations, confessions. Yes, sir. Uh, what you referred to as the, uh, the, Peter. the wait,
0: wait. Peter. I'll bring you a mic. <laughs> Sorry, <the> mic
1: yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. What you referred to as the family jewels, and those were uh, reports from within the agency by agency officers of anything that they regarded as might have been a form of wrongdoing. That was requested by Schlesinger, yes. not by Colby. Yes. So the so-called Family jewels, if you want to look at it as a bound volume or something, yes. existed. It yes. wasn't created by Colby. He didn't go yes, in and ask for that information. Yes, sir. No. It, was, okay. it was just his lot to deal with it. Right. Uh, news began to come out about past CIA wrongdoings. Mr. Schlesinger ordered an internal search. If there' anything you know anything that you think is extra legal or it could be portrayed as extra legal, he told his subordinates i won't want that all wanted he and then they gathered this information and then he he locked it away, but he couldn't and, and then it was up to Colby to try to deal with it after the, those secrets he may have locked them away, but they they kept coming to light in the press, and it was up to Colby to deal with it and also the 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 first the first word, of the, the, the leak about assassinations came from Gerald Ford, in and in a, in a, in a, he, he, he had an off-the-record meeting with the editorial board of the New York Times, and he mentioned the term assassinations. And they said, what? And he said, uh, well, you can't use that. Uh, you can't, well, tell a newspaper person, they, they, you know, whatever. So, 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 but, so you know, Colby was a fireman here, really, I say.
0: I'll take one. Um, so in Mark, Mark Mazzetti's book, The Way of the Knife, about today's CIA, um, he talks about concerns in the CIA that getting into uh, the Sorry. drone campaign... Um, is really distracting the agency um, and is shifting its culture away from what it should be, which is emphasizing its two core missions of espionage and intelligence analysis. Um, Colby sort of analogously comes out of – I mean, he's a a cold warrior with the emphasis on the warrior part, if I understand you – um, you indicated that he'd had some concern about the negative effects that Angleton had had on the espionage mission when when Colby became DCI. So he was paid attention to there. D- do you have any sense of the degree to which he really emphasized or thought that the an- analytic function of the agency was important? Did he get himself involved in that? Did he really sort of care about intelligence analysis yeah, as another core mission?
1: Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the most telling. The most telling thing that Colby. Uh, 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 said in this regard, it was he, had, he met uh, Leonid Brezhnev, and uh, he was introduced to Brezhnev as, uh, as uh, DCI, and Brezhnev said, oh, this, should I be afraid of you? And uh, Colby said, uh, Mr. Chairman, your country, my country, the more we know about each other, the safer we are. That's from a head of intelligence. The more we know about each other, the safer we are. And that's a mindset about as far from Jim Angleton's as you can imagine. What Colby objected to, and he was getting support from the Soviet, uh, from the Soviet and, and East European bloc, was that that you've got to take chances. Uh, you've got to, you've got to. If, 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 if uh, the the only way you're going to gather intelligence, uh, human intelligence, is if you, uh, if you su- subvert the other side. If you get defectors, if you—that's how it works. And but if you're so terrified of your own operation being penetrated, you'll—you'll never—you can't recruit anybody. And 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 under under Angleton, he said that's what was happening. The other problem he had with Angleton was Angleton ran the Israeli desk by himself. I mean, counterintelligence ran the Israeli desk. I mean, there was a there was a there was a Middle East desk, and then there was Angleton's operation. Uh, and 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 uh, uh, so 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 Colby Colby believed in espionage and, and intelligence gathering, but his problem with with Angleton was that, 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 that this emphasis on counterintelligence was complete had done, was dominating everything. Now I don't know about the I don't know anything about the current. I don't know anything. I'm a an historian. I don't know anything past what happened in 1970. You know, I, but but uh, but it's, you know Petraeus worked for Colby. David Petraeus was cords. And uh, you know, for for years and years and years, uh, the the, the um, unconventional warfare has never been popular with the regular military, never been popular. And they, and 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 um, and Vietnam certainly not popular. I mean, they, you know, f- for 25 or 30 years, uh, uh, um, people at uh, West Point or or you know in the Pentagon or planners they, they didn't want to hear about Vietnam. Vietnam was a disaster. They didn't want to hear hear about it. Well. That's uh, that's only if you believe the war ended in 1968. Uh, but but I talk talking to these cards people who for years and years nobody paid any attention to, and the last five or six years they're hot stuff. You know they're beginning to be invited to conferences and planning sessions and that sort of thing. And one of the things I argue is that I don't I don't um, I'm, I'm aware of the what, what is this the way of way the for or whatever yeah. The precursor for the drone program is the Phoenix program. This is the same damn thing. It's just different techniques for killing people. It's the same thing. You gather, you know, and 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 and, uh, Joe Biden and others have argued that that's the way that we fought, that we're going to deal with 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 um, with Al Qaeda, uh, with extremists, with terrorists. Uh, that's one of the lessons of Vietnam. If you think we're going to rebuild Afghanistan, if you think we're going to actually convert Afghanistan into South Korea, you've got another thing coming, uh, particularly if we want to balance a budget. Uh, and, and so the idea is to, to, to identify our enemies and to neutralize them, uh, and, and uh, that's what the Phoenix program is all about. That, and that's what the drone program is all about. Except uh, the means by which you, you you use to kill your enemy, is uh, is different.
0: In the back here, Hayden. You Sorry. Thank you. How did you come to write a book on Bill Colby?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Um, I guess, at least to me, it is. Um, I did a biography of Lyndon Johnson, and uh, I teach a course on Vietnam, uh, and uh, I read a lot about Vietnam. Well, I did a book on Bill Fulbright uh, and, 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 and came at it from that angle. And, uh, again, so much of the literature uh, has, you know, until five or six years ago, all the literature focused on the period up until 1968. Uh, and I became aware of, of, of this massive effort, uh, uh, American effort in Vietnam after '68, and between '72, the so-called "other war," counterinsurgency and pacification, um, and that's how I ran across Colby. Uh, and and uh, he seemed to me to be—he um, seemed to be a, an, an interesting man. And, uh, to, to a biography, you've got. The person has to have some complexity, some uh, has to be enigmatic, some incongruities. And Colby's, uh, um, Colby's a man of, he's a Catholic, uh, he's, uh, um, he's uh, a, a liberal in, in a traditional sense, he's a great respecter of the Constitution, but he, um, he lived in an environment which uh, had no external controls in which uh, for many years uh, uh, was an environment in which people made their own rules, lived by their own standards. Uh, and uh, those, uh, the activities of the agency where he worked for moved back and forth across uh, moral and legal boundaries, particularly moral and legal boundaries that he'd set up for himself to live by. How did he deal with that? Did it create any conflict? Um, so, from a biographer standpoint, uh, um, I think that's I think that's very very interesting, uh, and uh, I didn't decide to that I could do the biography. I mean, dealing with uh, dealing with uh, um, dealing with a CIA person is very difficult, as you well know. I mean, the, the, you can't expect the agency to. It is what it is. Um, it keeps secrets. It, 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 people lead double lives. Colby uh, uh, was uh, a man who, uh, who who lived a a, a, a created life. Um, Lyndon Johnson and Bill Fulbright they didn't have any secrets. Uh, you know they're out there. You know they, and they had letters and speeches and that sort of thing. Colby, it wasn't until his family agreed to cooperate with me uh, that I really thought that I could write a biography. And and so um, it, it it is. Not as satisf- as a biography, it's not as it's not as satisfactory. It's as it's as good as I can make it, but it's not as good as it could be. Simply because I just you just you just don't there's there's still aspects of the man's personality that I that I don't that nobody'll ever know. Although he was <laughs> he had this famous do you know Oriana Fallaci the, the the communist. Uh, Firebrand journalist, uh, Italian journalist. Uh, she and uh, she, uh, she hated Colby, and, and you know, and, and she interviewed him in, in um, I don't know, I don't know whether he was still DCI or was out. But she she was saying, "You're trying to overthrow the, you know, the, the, the undermine our government, destroy us, the national self determination," and, and uh, he was defending himself. And he looked up at her and he said, "Don't look at me that way," I said no, I'm I'm what you see is what you get here. I'm not somebody else. You know what I'm telling you is the, is the truth, and uh, I, I think, I think that uh, maybe he's not as complicated as 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 he as he as he seemed. Uh, but you know I don't have, I don't have insight into. I can imagine the conflict that he experienced, but I, I can't. It's it's difficult to to
0: document it. Any other questions? Yeah, right here. What about <clears throat> what amount of contact did you have with his wife and children in writing this book?
1: Well, they were very cooperative. As I said, uh, they they didn't. John Prados wrote a book on Bill Colby, and and uh, it's good good research. But there's no family, no family cooperation, and they, they they hadn't cooperated with anybody. And so I approached them. I tried to approach them, and and I didn't have any luck. And I was teaching in Buenos Aires, and I got an email from. Bridge, Bridge Colby, who worked, who's an analyst for the Pentagon, their grandson, and said, we've thought about this, and we'd like you to do this. Now, they exercise no control. It's not an authorized biography, as you will see if you read it. Um, but uh, without their cooperation, I, could, I, couldn't, I couldn't have done it. But, they're, you know, there are uh, they're three, three sons and one surviving daughter uh, and two wives, and they were all very very cooperative.
0: Well, let's all thank Randall Woods for a fascinating talk. I hope you enjoyed this author debriefing. We'd like to know if you have any questions or comments about it. You can get in touch with us through email at spycast at spymuseum.org. That's spycast at spymuseum.org. We look forward to you joining us again for another of our author debriefings, and thanks for listening.